0: home for the Boston Red Sox. (laughs) (laughs) 1250 WGAM, Manchester. WGHM, Nashua.
1: Motorhead, you know what time it is here in the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. It is time for the man to meet the legend. Well, two of the actually. You've got Lemmy and you've got Gabriel Morenti joining us right now from Fantasy Net. Gabe, how you doing, buddy?
2: Always a pleasure, Jimmy. How you doing? Not too shabby. How was your Christmas? Uh, you know, it was, um, it, was, uh, it was another day at the office. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to do TV on Christmas? Um, I was on TV on Christmas Eve. Okay. Uh, But uh, I think the fact that uh, the NFL was actually – the fact that Christmas fell on Sunday was sort of anticlimactic this year. Yeah. And then you had the NFL on Saturday, which just ruined everybody's Christmas. And then you had the NBA games. You know, my Christmas sucked, actually. Like uh, It was ruined uh, by Kevin Durant's softness, uh, by Rex Ryan's uh, incompetentness. And uh, the only That's thing I got twice. really was uh, was a text message from my bookie saying, uh, "I hope you have the money next week." So, <laughs> other than that, yeah, it was a great Christmas. <laughs> but no, seriously, if you go down the list, like, who who was it a good Christmas for? Was it you know, like, cr- think about it. Christmas Eve, Derek Carr's in a hospital. All right, Christmas <laughs> Eve, uh, Jack Del Rio knows that Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, is going to put a hit out on his life and like assassinate him. <laughs> Uh, Rex Ryan knows he's going to get fired. Tyrod Taylor knows that he's unwanted. <laughs> um, like, we can go down the list, and then Christmas Day, you know, Steph Curry finds out. Ma- don't forget Marcus it, Mariota. It, oh, yeah, Marcus Mariota breaks his fibula or whatever yep. the hell it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, the Denver Broncos' playoff hopes come to a crashing halt. Yep. it was a bloodbath, like you know. <laughs> and then you have so you have all these people in the NFL. The players are all beat up Christmas Eve. You think they enjoyed Christmas? You have all these coaches that know they're about to get fired. You think they enjoyed Christmas? They're all stressed out. And you get the the NBA players who are in a hotel room the night before. Yeah, great, Merry Christmas. Um, then they go out and they have to play the games. And, you know, we saw what happened uh, with Golden State. I'm sure they had a great Christmas flying back uh, to the West Coast after they choked and blew a 14-point lead against the (laughs) Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm sure Steph Curry had a Merry Christmas uh, knowing um, that uh, Steve Kerr would rather Kevin Durant take the big shot with a minute left in a game. Oh, know, we can go on and on. So, Merry Christmas? No, I don't think so.
1: (laughs) Right. Do you think your new year, then, will be a little happier? Is it it showing some potential for being an okay weekend for you?
2: No, no. I (laughs) I don't know. At this point, I've given up all hope. I think 2017 will just be worse than 2016 was, and more celebrities will die. Luke Skywalker, you know, over, under. I don't know, Luke. Like I said, with George Michael's passing and Prince passing, if I was Madonna, I wouldn't leave the house. Like basically, (laughs) I'd be like sitting on like you know piles of money and just saying, I'm not going anywhere. Like because like you know who's in in that chain of like of you know if that era and you're more of a punk rocker, Jimmy. But nevertheless, you think of that era really right, like Prince. George Michaels, yep. um you know, Madonna, sort of eighties pop superstars yeah. that sustained success for twenty five, thirty they're years. And um and you know, unfortunately though, it was a bad year of deaths obviously in two thousand sixteen. Uh, but uh, one death that I will celebrate, not to be morbid, is the uh, the death of Rex Ryan's coaching career in the National Football League. <laughs> him and his bozo brother, Rob, can go make foot fetish videos together and get the hell out of my life. <laughs>
3: Oh, good Let's stuff, go eat my a friend. Snack. <laughs> this is a Walt Patolsky.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank God we don't have to listen to all those press conferences again. I, yeah,
3: I like how he's
2: impersonating. I like that. Everyone thought it was so funny that he impersonated a reporter. No, it was uh, a Notre Dame tight end this year. Yeah, you know what? Well, it makes sense. He's been impersonating being a head coach in the NFL for the last six <laughs> <this> years. <laughs>
1: Hey listen buddy. Let's start with college. Uh you and I were kind of going back and forth on a few today. One of them is already in progress. You you got pitting this one over Northeastern uh Northwestern, Northeastern. Northwestern uh they are it's looking pretty good. They're up by uh 3 right now. It's it's been a a much better game I think than expected. Um but look at look at some of the other games today or any other college games in the coming days catching your eye.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I got I to gotta tell you, my college bowl picks and my decisions are as bad as Rex Ryan's uh, on the field. I got to tell you, go with the opposite, man. I mean, like look at yesterday, you had uh, you had North Texas and you had Army. People are like, God, this might be the worst bowl game in the history of bowl games. You know, it goes to overtime, 38-31 yeah. thriller, both teams making plays and really cared about the game. And And game sales over the number. Uh, Wake Forest and Temple, same thing. Oh, God, this is, you know, first one to ten wins this game. Uh, They put points up on the board. Then you get the mighty Washington State Cougars. You know, Luke Fox thinking about coming out. I don't know if you remember the episode of The Simpsons when Rodney Dangerfield – uh, made the appearance, no. and he goes to the he goes to the ball with his father, Mr. Burns, and he meets a, a debutante that just came out. <laughs> and he says, "Put her back in. She's not ready yet." <laughs> Um, you know, that's that's basically the you know, basically that's the that's the instance with Luke Faw, quarterback of Washington State. This kid can't figure out how to beat a mediocre Big Ten defense and people are hyping him up. Yeah. Uh to be, you know, oh yeah, he's gonna be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, good luck with that. You know, this the Utah Indiana game today is an intriguing one only because I think the the Pac-12 is uh, softer than a Dairy Queen Sunday, all right? (laughs) So the Pac-12 blows, and we saw this last night. Minnesota's an average team. Half their players were suspended, um, and they still beat them, and they they just beat them up. (laughs) So you get the physicality aspect, but Utah are the one team that aren't sort of wusses in the Pac-12. Yeah. Not only Washington are another story, and USC or another story, too. Utah's kind of old school, part.
1: though, no? Aren't they sort yeah, of old school? Ball?
2: Utah, Utah have only been in the Pac-12 for a couple of years, right? right? So they're not a Pac-12 team by nature. Like, they're a smash—you could put Utah in a Big exactly. Ten type of deal. Exactly. Like, they are a smash-mouth, big team, big Samoan kids— um, you know, it's the only, and it's supposed to be the only school in uh, in Utah that you can drink at, right? <laughs> Utah State and BYU—they're you know, the only non-Mormon school that you can go to. Um, but you know, the numbers here—the thing is, Indiana just aren't that great, and I got a lot of respect for Kyle Whittingham as a coach and. Kyle Whittingham, 9-1 his last ten bowl games, 15-4 record in bowl games at Utah Utes, 9-1 under Kyle Whittingham in the last twelve years in bowl games. Um and they're playing in California. It's a big recruiting um footprint um uh, geolocation uh, for Utah, plus playing in the Pac 12, kind of comfortable in the California area. Then you got Indiana, which is a weird deal. So I'm kind of going to abort uh, here, Jimmy. I was leaning with Indiana plus the points, but we see if if you lose your coach, you lose the game, you know it's just the way that it goes, basically, yeah. and Indiana's kind of bizarre, man i don't know what the coach was doing, um but you know there was some inappropriate behavior they stated with the coach uh towards the players, not in a Sandusky way, but you know, I guess he crossed the line with some of the things that he said to the players, uh-huh. and uh, so he's out, so they got an interim coach in there, well, they're not interim, they promoted the defensive coordinator. You know, I don't know. You got a defensive coordinator on an offensive-minded team. Maybe this hurts their offense uh, a little bit. So I don't love it. I don't really love that game, but I'm leaning Utah there. I do like these other games, though, tonight. I think the uh, you and I talked a lot about West Virginia this year on the show. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia are a good football team. You know, They're not a great football team, but they're a good football team. In West Virginia I have a very good defense. Skylar Howard. uh, Howard's been in college for 13 years, so his eligibility is finally up. Uh, it's his last college game. We got Howard going out here. We got a West Virginia defense. I think Miami are favored, sort of by reputation and name. Yep. um I, You know, people put it this way: Brad Kaya. Everyone talks about Kaya being a potential NFL quarterback. I think Tyler Howard will outplay Brad Kaya today. I'm with you. Know, I, I like West Virginia as a two and a half point, three point underdog. And and the other college game tonight is uh, is A and M against K State. This is the classic case of underachievers. versus overachievers, and you'll have a you'll have a Texas A&M team that's going to come in here with some you know NFL draft picks and Trevor Knight and Miles Garrett and all this stuff. And they're the you know Kevin Sumlin, uh, but give me old man Snyder, man. Yep. Old man Snyder makes a living off of beating teams like this. I remember a couple of years ago he kicked the crap out of my Michigan Wolverines in a bowl game. This is what he does. You give Snyder five weeks to prepare for a game, uh-huh. he's going to be ready for it. And just the motivation factor, I think the kids from K State are going to want it a hell of a lot more. I like the Wildcats tonight.
1: All right, I want to get to the weekend. I want to leapfrog some of the other games there and get right to the some of the big bowls there, and one of them, you mentioned your your team, the Michigan Wolverines, they're seven-point favorites at last check over Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Uh, does Big Blue take out a lot of uh, frustrations after what happened towards the end of the season and, and take down Florida State?
2: I think it's going to be a close game, actually. You know, I don't think Michigan, you know, the style of football that Michigan plays isn't really, even though they did blow teams out uh, this year, you know, they, they they weren't playing athletes the caliber of Florida State every week. Uh, I think I like Michigan to win this game. I think it's going to be pretty close to the number. I like Michigan and teasers. I think there'll be some points put up on the board just because there's going to be so much playmaking and speed uh, on the field for both teams. Uh, but I'm not in a hurry to lay seven points, uh, yeah. really, with Michigan. I don't think it's a great – it's not a great spot. I think, you know – it's sort of like with you guys in your backyard here with the Patriots. You're not really ever getting fair value because of Belichick and Brady. Yeah. Uh, with the point spread. Man. And it's, you know, we call it the hardball factor. or yep. As uh, as uh, one of my guests uh, put it very eloquently, the hardball tax. You're paying a tax, you know? <laughs> Michigan should be four-point favorites, right? Yep. You know, they're seven-point favorites. Why are well, we going to deal with, because, oh, hardball, hardball, hardball. Yeah. All right? Like, ESPN, with all due respect, is we're on ESPN radio, but. Oh, it's um, okay. ESPN hype works, right? Yes, it does. You know that's, and we see it with you know, same in the same way that CNN hype works. Basically, if you tell people something over and over, I mean, the same media people. You know that rip Johnny Manziel and mock Johnny Manziel were the same media people that were saying you have to start Johnny Manziel over Josh McCown,
4: <laughs> right? Oh, you got it. You got to start
2: him. And then after when it's a when it was a train wreck, oh well, maybe you shouldn't have started him, right? <laughs> like it's that's that's the media. So the media obviously is going to push the Harbaugh aspect here. And hell, I you know, I love Harbaugh, and even I get tired of hearing about him.
4: I so hear you, I buddy. think
2: people are going to buy into that, uh, but the seven points kind of dangerous. Um, you know, USC and Penn State, that's a fun football game. I like the I over like that 61, game a lot uh in that game. Here's another one of the games that I do like, I like Oklahoma. Uh, that's famous last words, betting on uh on Bob Stoops in these big time bowl games. <laughs> uh but really how much pressure is really on Oklahoma in this spot? And
1: and you know you know, know, like you know big- something too, like I think they, they turned a big corner. What was the game that sat in it might have been West Virginia, right? When they they finally won a spotlight you know, primetime game. They they went out there, and that was always a knock on him that he couldn't win those nationally televised games at eight o'clock.
2: Well, they did. Well, that's the thing, Jimmy. You know, to they me, that, did they that. Smash, Yeah, I watched Virginia like fumble the, the the first punt of the game. Yeah. and stuff. You're right. Uh, but no, but big. You know, Bob Stoops' problem hasn't been winning uh, in a regular season. Yeah, uh, his problem has been the the finales and the ugly finishes almost like, you know, the way the Buffalo Bills used to lose in the Super Bowls, the way Oklahoma seems to lose these big games. But without being stated, you know, Malzahn did a great job uh, this year with this Auburn Tiger team, but they're quarterback challenged. They're somewhat talent challenged. Uh, the fact, you know, the only reason that Oklahoma are not favored by six is because people have lost so much money over the years betting on the Sooners in this spot. But mm-hmm. I think the Sooners minus three is a nice play. I think that uh, Wisconsin is going to beat the crap out of Western Michigan. Uh-huh. Uh, I want Florida. I actually think uh, I think was a live dog against uh, Florida. And obviously, in the big one, in the big two games, I talked about the Pac 12 here. Listen, Washington didn't play anybody this year, guys, all right? Who's Washington's signature wins against? Yeah. Colorado? Yeah. You beat Colorado. All right, good for you. So, what that means, you're going to beat Alabama because you beat Colorado? <laughs> Michigan beat Colorado by uh, by 17 points. Yep. Um, you know, so who? Oh, Washington State? Washington State just got beat up and couldn't score on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yeah. Like, what, one time the Washington Huskies played a team with elite talent. And I'm talking about, you know, five star, four star type kids. The USC Trojans. The USC Trojans manhandled them. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they played Portland State, Washington. They're out of conference schedule is weak. Their conference is weak, And Washington were the bullies. I talked about it. They got that big, big offensive line. Uh, you know, Ross is a hell of a speedster. And Gaskin's a good player. Uh, Browning's a decent, cool, good quarterback. Uh, but they're going to have a hard time against Alabama. I'm going to be laying the 14th. Love the over uh, fifty four and a half, and I'll be okay. taking the Clemson Tigers plus three. Ooh,
1: Clemson, hey! And then, uh, who do you think ends up winning the national title? Because I, oh no, we'll talk to you before then. The other game I want to get, and you talk about hype, and I think they'll be hyped up plenty because the Heisman Trophy winner is playing from is Louisville, uh, but they are underdogs to LSU. What's up with this
2: that? Is, this is an interesting game as well, and in, you know, in the sense that the LSU Tigers. Uh, the, L- the LSU Tigers were sort of forgotten about from from the mainstream, uh, but you know, the the Vegas oddsmakers love them, and you know the Vegas oddsmakers. There's a Vegas oddsmakers uh, poll, and you know it's it's not like what the AP sort of you know to put it in perspective. Troy were in the top 25 in the AP this year, all right? Yeah, <laughs> like, there we go. So yeah, the AP, the you know. The polls the polls are, you know, they're not a complete joke, but at the same point in time, they're not a, a true definition of the real power index. And the fact of the matter is, you know, the Vegas odds makers think that LSU are like a top five, top six caliber football team. I disagree with that. I think LSU, we've seen them enough with our eyeballs to know that their offense just struggles. Now, Ed Orjohn's got the job right now. So you know, the job is his, but with that being stated, I think Louisville now with a little bit of time off, um, you know, to sort of regroup. I mean, the wheels just fell off for the Louisville Cardinals. It was in the last three games uh, of the season, ending up uh, with four losses. Uh, and I think that's why you have the number. You have an SEC team. You have Louisville who was sort of on a slide. Now I'm a little concerned that I see that um, two kids on Louisville got shot. What? Uh, I in mean, a parking lot like four weeks ago. So they're out right now. And we're going to have to keep our eye on this. Like Louisville, their kids are so volatile that there could be late suspensions and stuff. But I'm leaning. Everyone's talking about LSU shutting down Lamar Jackson and stuff. But I think Louisville's defense is a little bit better than people realize as well. I don't think LSU is going to go up and down the field on these guys. To me, it's an evenly matched game. I'm leaning with the underdog. I'm going to sort of go the opposite of everyone here. I'm leaning with the dog guy here. And uh, and uh, the Louisville Cardinal.
1: All right, let's quickly go to the NFL. What games you got your eye on?
2: Well, not too many of them, to be honest, considering <laughs> it's uh, you know it's, it's train wreck week, and I'll find a couple of spots, uh, but for the most part, you've got you've got to you know tread very very carefully betting the final week of National Football yeah. League play with so many meaningless games. Uh, but you know, the Buffalo Bills are laying three against the Jets. I think that the um, the Buffalo Bill players are going to respond uh, to Anthony Lynn. I think they want Anthony Lynn to get the job just because they know him yep. as opposed to a new guy uh, <laughs> coming me. in. Uh, so, you know, the Bills, the Jets have tapped out, right? So Ryan, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick versus E.J. Manuel. Uh, but I don't think E.J. Manuel is that bad, actually. Uh, I think the Bills are just better. LaShawn, they're going to run the ball. LaShawn McCoy will run the ball down the Jets' throats. So I do, like, uh, I do like the Bills there. You know what's crazy, too, with the Bills? If the uh, Cincinnati Bengals beat Baltimore this week and the Bills win, they would have made the playoffs
4: wow. with one
2: more win. Uh, you know, so Rex is gone, but that's how close they actually were. Yep. Um, you know, that's how devastating that loss was this past week. If they didn't choke against the Dolphins this week, if Cincinnati beats Baltimore and Buffalo won, they would not made the playoffs. Uh the Redskins are laying seven and a half uh to the Giants backups. That's tough. Like, I'm not in a hurry to be taking the Redskins in that I'm one. Uh that the game. big game of the week obviously yep. is Green Bay and Detroit. And I've backed uh, Detroit a lot um, in the last year and a half or so since the Jim Bob Cooter switch. Yep. Uh, But without being stated, Detroit are a lot like the Buffalo Bills. They're losers, all right? They're they're cousins. The, The Detroit Lions, the Buffalo Bills, and the Cleveland Browns, are all sort of like the loser cousins of the family. You know, everyone else is successful, and then you sort of have the three dudes that are unemployed and, you know, are going to court all the time, and they just have no hope. And, you know, Detroit are sort of like a more successful Buffalo. You know what I mean? You know, that's saying something, like... So like the Lions are just sort of like a glamorous version of the Bills. Yep. So in other words, they're going to choke. Like there's you know there's a reason why there's you know they're all the mistakes by the lake, and you got Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers playing as well as they do. And the fact of the matter is, the loser is out of that game unless Washington loses. If Washington wins, which they're going to, I don't know if they covered a seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, Washington wins. Uh, then, uh, you know, Green Bay Detroit losers out. Yep. So, I you know, it's up to three and a half in some spots right now, but I like the Green Bay Packers uh, in that spot.
1: Okay. And then what about our Patriots here? You think they cover 10 points against the Dolphins?
2: Uh, no, no. That, I, I would take yeah. the, uh, well, yes, and, you know, yes and no in the sense. It's a weird game. The Patriots need the game, the Dolphins kind of don't, right?
1: No, if I mean, the Dolphins win, they could, f- and, and, what is it? Oakland loses, as Mario said. They face Houston instead of Pittsburgh in the first game.
2: Okay, so that's yeah, that's a reason. Yeah, 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 that's that's something to play for. You, you know, you get these even subconsciously they know they're in though, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's just it takes a little I, bit of. A I think shine Brady's up. on
1: a mission. I think Brady's search and destroy mode right now. He wants it. He does not want to go like last year. He wants that last game, and he wants to go in. Just
2: pounding it. I, I like. I can't. I can't disagree with that. But no one's getting the, rich laying ten points high. on yeah. the road in the NFL. The spread's NFL. high
1: for sure. Tease it. Tease it down.
2: That, that's what yeah, I I'm do. not. Like I said, I'm not more. I've been more in college. Uh, college mode. I've been really hit the NFL too much uh, <laughs> this week. But yeah, the Patriots are scary. I mean, it looks like the Patriots and the Steelers are on a collision course.
1: Yeah, we shall see, my friend. Well, listen. Hey, listen. We got to cut it short here. I appreciate you taking the time, and we appreciate all the stuff you've done here in 2016. We will look forward to talking to you as the playoffs get underway. And uh, I hope things turn around for you, Gabe. Have some faith, as George Michael said. Yeah, well, uh, uh,
2: 2016 can't uh, end soon enough. I look forward to to the new year.
1: All right, sounds good, buddy. Happy New Year.
2: Hey, we wish everybody happy holidays and a happy new year uh, in New Hampshire.
1: All right, sounds good. That is Gabriel Morenci joining us here on The Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. Next segment, Justin and I make our NFL picks. We close out the season here on The Stretch Run. Stay with us.
0: with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN New Hampshire.
3: Patriots finish the regular season in Miami on New Year's Day, and a win means home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Make plans to watch the game with Miller Lite and ESPN New Hampshire on the massive projection screens at Strikers East Bowling Center in Raymond. Someone at Strikers will win the grand prize of a Miller Lite cornhole game, and everyone can take advantage of the special pizza pop and pins deal, which includes an hour of bowling shoes, pizza, and a pitcher of Miller Lite for just 35 bucks. Spend your New Year's Day watching the Pats at Strikers East Bowling Center. Exit 5, Route 101 in Raymond. How would you like your office to be located in the heart of downtown Manchester? The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com.
5: The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip.
3: How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome.
0: The year-end holiday event is going on now at North End Subaru in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on select Subaru models. Make no payments until March. And get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Legacy, Impreza, Forrester, Outback, over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndSubaru.com. See Peter or go to BuyNorthEndSubaru.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd.
6: TrySofi.com is the smart, easy way to save money on your student loans. Now they want you to know about the smart, easy way to save money on your credit card debt. That's with a TrySofi.com personal loan. If you're hardworking, in a good job, and have great credit, but you have credit card debt, a TrySofi.com personal loan with their low fixed rates and no fees is the smart alternative to credit cards. The national average interest rate on credit cards is over 15%. In most cases, you can cut your interest rate in half with SoFi. Find out how much you can save by going to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I.com. SoFi lends up to $100,000. Checking your rate will not affect your credit score. Go to TrySofi.com. Sofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I dot for low fixed rate personal loans with no application or origination fees. Terms, conditions, and state restrictions apply. California Finance Lender Law License Number 6054612, NMLS Number 112163. Outdoor Almanac with Peter St. James. Brought to you by New Hampshire Fishing and Games Wildlife Journal. Did you
0: know that feeding the deer makes them vulnerable to predation, disease, collisions with vehicles, and it makes it easy for them to stop foraging for food? Training them to come to your house may be a hit with the grandchildren, but you're hurting them more than you know. Fed deer tend to travel more in the winter, going between feeding sites, which causes them to exhaust their fat stores. Unfed deer tend to travel less, stay in natural winter deer yards, and conserve their resources to survive the winter, the natural survival strategies that have served them well for generations. The same thing applies to feeding wild turkeys. It shouldn't be done because it, too, creates a host of potential problems. Doesn't take long for coyotes to figure out that you're feeding the deer and turkeys, and the coyotes, that's like ringing the dinner bell. Don't diminish deer or turkeys' natural awareness of humans. You could be creating more problems than winter does.
6: Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests.
3: Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and
7: slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person.
3: I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PVA helped me write my resume. Got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit PVA.org, a public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America.
0: This is the home of the best sports fans of the country. It's 1250 Manchester and ESPN New Hampshire.
5: Yeah. Cowboy Coffee! Cowboy coffee.
1: to the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I am Jimmy Murphy. That is Justin Sullivan working the boards. It is time to make our NFL picks. The final week of the regular season, week 17. And I'll give you a little update in case you didn't hear yesterday on our status. So Sully was 5-11 last week. Brings him to 81-86 yeah. on the season. Yeah. I had my best week of the year. 12-4. Bringing me to eighty six and eighty one. Sully has a mountain a to climb here in the final season. On, don't think I'm going to be able to do that. With, with on as what did, what a game call this week?
7: Uh, oh, <laughs> oh God, it was funny.
1: Nightmare week. <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's a poop fest. Yeah, exactly. Garbage
1: poop fest. Slop Garbage fest. pope f- slop fest. There you go. Poop fest. poop fest is exactly right. With all these teams not really having much to play for, uh, we will try to decipher. A winner out of some of these meaningless games. So let's get right at it. The Houston Texans have already clinched the AFC South. They travel into Tennessee who have lost their quarterback and have nothing to play for. Ah. The Tennessee Titans are minus three favorites (laughs) still still at home. Remember, Houston is undefeated against the AFC South. Ah. Who do you
7: like? Just a bad game. I'm gonna go with Houston though. I I have to have a feeling that Tennessee is just nothing without Mariota. It's it, and Houston's nothing to begin with, but you, the Tennessee Titans without Mariota are just absolutely nothing. So I'm gonna go with Houston. Okay, who is Tennessee's backup? Do you know? No, not Not even close, not even close.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'll go with the Texans as well, plus three. On the road. The Buffalo Bills, one that Gabe mentioned, head in under new coach Anthony Lynn. They are three and a half point favorites
7: over the JETS Sucks, Sucks, Sucks. Who do we like? Uh, Buffalo. They, it, like you said, JETS Sucks, Sucks, Sucks. And I think they're, I'm with Gabe, they're going to be, you know, kind of rejuvenated without Rex there. I think, and yeah, I think they yeah. real. I really do think that what Gabe said about them having a guy in house, that has a factor. They don't, yeah. want, they don't want a new guy, completely new guy, because that means their job might be up for. Or, you know upfront grabs too, so I think they're going to play with a little bit, of, a little bit of gusto, a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. And
1: uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I hate that hook I hate on you. a three and a half. <laughs> it's, it's burned you a couple times. It, it's
7: burned me a lot. <laughs>
1: uh, but I'm with you. I take the Bills minus three and a half. Let's go to Cincinnati. WKRP. The Bengals are minus two favorites over the Baltimore Ravens. Who do we like?
7: Uh, oh oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Baltimore.
1: Okay, I will go with the Bungles.
7: Uh, got to pick some opposite, too, to have a chance here.
1: Minus two. Uh, you've got the Ravens plus two. All right. The Jaguars and in the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, I'm so looking forward yeah. to this. Ooh. In Indianapolis. Good one. The Colts minus four and a half. Who do you like?
7: Yeah. Um, I'm going with Jacksonville. They played a little with a little gusto last week. A little energized after the coach got fired. Surprised a lot of people. Hopefully they can keep it going. I'm going. I'll with go the other way. I'll take the
1: Colts minus four and a half. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys mm. travel into Philly. NFC battle here. NFC East battle, but neither team with nothing to play for. Though Philly's playing with a lot of pride right now. Yeah, uh, they are minus four favorites over the boys.
7: Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with the boys. I'm going to go with the boys' backups. I really because Darren McFadden is a pretty good running back. Elliot won't see the field. Prescott won't see the field. Romo has been told he's not going to see the field either. So I'm going to go with McFadden and the fact that they still have a really good line, a really good running game. So who's
1: their quarterback, Tony White?
7: Uh, Mark Sanchez. Tony <laughs> <Danny> White? <laughs> Mark yeah.
1: Sanchez, the butt fumble. Yes. Oh, yes, Mark Sanchez. So that's right. I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with I'm Dallas. I'm taking the Eagles minus four. Uh, the Bears mm, head yeah. into Tampa Bay. The Bucks are six-point favorites. Uh, excuse me. I'm looking at the wrong games here. The Bears hit into Minnesota in the yes. NFC Central battle. Uh, the Bears getting five are getting five to the Vikings. Who do you hmm.
7: like? I'm going with the Bears.
1: The Bears, the Bears, plus
7: five. Zero explanation for half of these. I'm going
1: with you too, on this. The Bears plus five. They've been playing good ball lately.
7: I just Minnesota's burned me all year. So yeah. <laughs> so why would I pick them now? The nope. Panthers are in Tampa Bay and they are six point underdogs. Who do you like? No, I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I think that, you know what? I'm not even going to try to explain it. It's going to go with the, I'm not even going to try to explain right, that. I'll take uh, Bucks minus six. You've got the Panthers. Bucks, uh, Doug Martin has just been suspended for four games by oh, way. Well.
1: <laughs>
7: the way. Oh, well. Just throwing it out
1: there. The Browns, fresh off their monumental the first win, six point underdogs against the Steelers they, in Pittsburgh.
7: They are going to get their second win of the year. Wow, they're going to get number two. Um, Pittsburgh is obviously going to be resting some people. I don't think LeBell sees the field. Roethlisberger shouldn't see the field. Uh, I think that Cleveland, riding a little momentum here, they'll get number two.
1: All right, the Patriots minus ten favorites
7: ah, in Miami. I Hate that. Ugh. I don't think I don't think they can do it. I don't think I think I'm going to go with Miami. I don't think they you can cover. I I I don't think they can cover that. Okay, I be, well. Yeah, I just don't think they can cover that. I think that Miami still has something to play for, and you know, playing to play Houston is a big deal. Like, if I you, think
1: they're going to destroy them.
7: You know, if they get to if they if Miami plays Houston, they're getting they're going to move on. They're going to be Houston. So, I think they have a little Patriots bit of this. Patriots get home there.
1: advantage. They're going to ruin them. <laughs> Thirty-one to ten, Patriots <laughs> is my prediction. Okay, the Patriots cover with ease. The New York Giants are in Washington. This yeah. game means a lot for both teams. I mean. Skins lose. They're out. That's Correct. it. Uh, the Giants, I think they can change a little in seedings depending on some other games. This game has some meaning. It's an NFC East battle. The Giants arresting people. They're 7.5-point underdogs in Washington. Who do you like?
7: Washington. Washington still has something to play for there. Giants are in. Washington is not. So I'm going to go with Washington.
1: Okay. I'm going to take the Giants plus mm. 7.5. I like the points. Maybe yeah, not so the that, win.
7: That's a lot, yeah.
1: Uh, skins minus seven and a half. All right. We go to the Atlanta Falcons, the second seed as of now in the NFC, minus six and a half favorites over the New Orleans Saints Mm. in Atlanta.
7: Oh, but it's a dome though. So I feel like New Orleans plays well in dome settings, period. They're a terrible road team, but I'm going to go with New Orleans here.
1: Okay. I'm with you on that. Sully's got the Saints. I got the Saints. Saints plus six and a half. Let's go down. We continue in the four o'clocks. The Arizona Cardinals are in L.A. against the Rams. The Rams are six-point underdogs.
7: Uh, Arizona. Arizona's playing with pride now. They're playing with a little gusto. I'm going to go to Arizona. Okay.
1: Arizona minus six. I agree. Cards minus six. For both of us, and here is the big one. This is going to be a battle. Yes, sir. Just because it's my superchargers. <laughs> the San Diego Chargers, after losing to the worst team, maybe in the history yeah, of the NFL.
7: It's up there. It's got to be there.
1: Our five-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are still battling for seeding seat- request. are seeding... Arrangement. Arrangement. Yeah. I just saw somebody friend request me on Facebook. That's why I said request. <laughs> they're battling they're requesting for a better seed. There we go. Formal re- <laughs> I'd like to make a formal request, please. <laughs> the Chiefs, five and a half
7: point favorites in what might be the last game in San Diego. Yes.
1: For the Chargers. Who do you like?
7: Ah, uh, I'm gonna go with Casey. I think they're just too too much to handle. And if they are still playing for that, you know, requested seed, you know, I, I do think that they, they have enough guys that they can, even if they play a the first Super half, charges, <laughs> even, San Diego. If, even if they play that first half, they'll have enough.
1: All right. Chiefs minus five and a half. For I, hope Sully. I, get, I hope I get to play that song. <laughs> and the Oakland Raiders. Yes. Okay. A last four o'clock game are in Denver. The Raiders, if the Patriots lose by then, can clinch the top seed in the AFC they are plus one-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Donkeys.
7: Yeah, I don't think it matters because I think they're going to get smoked. I think Denver's going to stomp on them. Uh, we talked about rivalries. We talked about all of that. Simply a pride thing with me. You just won the Super Bowl, and the next year you don't even make the playoffs. They're going to be beyond livid. Uh, and there might be some cheap shots. There might be, you know, it's going to be ugly, but I have Denver on this one.
1: You know what? I'll just go the other way just to give you a chance. Raiders, give me me a shot. (laughs) Plus one and a half. Uh, Finally, the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions Mm. in Motown for all the marbles in the NFC North. The Packers, the Lions, longtime rivals in a rematch. Yes. Who? Do you like in this one? The Lions are three-point dogs at home. Can Aaron Rodgers fulfill his promise yes. that they would run the table?
7: Yes, Who they will. Like? Uh, Green Bay and Gabe nailed it. Detroit is just bad. They're just a bad. They're a bad team. I'm sorry, they are. They they had a, a nice little year, nice little run, but at the end of the day, they're still the Detroit freaking Lions. I I don't care what you say, they're still the Detroit Lions. I'm going with Green Bay. Well,
1: I'm going with the wool. <laughs> Lions, the poor lowly Lions, they're, they're going to win. The home dogs, I like getting points at home. Motown City, baby. The Detroit Lions take the division and make the playoffs. There you go. That is our picks. We will see if Sully can make a comeback Not here happen. in the final week of the season in the stretch run tournament of picks between Sully and myself. We will see. We got one segment left of live radio here, and then we're going to go. That will be it for 2016, and then we'll give you our – greatest hits or best of, whatever you want to call it. We got Russ Conway, Tim Schaller, and Bill, the Spaceman Lee, in the final hour. But one more segment here. You want to give us a call quickly? Get one in before the year ends. 603-883-9900. 603-883-9900. Jimmy Murphy, Justin Sullivan, the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We'll be back.
0: We're listening to the stretch run with Jimmy Murphy right here on ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com.
6: This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much.
2: You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was
7: obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coaches. Support.
6: What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning
7: it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can
2: and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here, I'm seeing some
6: volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen.
2: Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like
7: sports in my community. Nashua Soup Kitchen is one. I'm also vice president, of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in 10
2: Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary in the class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart. Push to be the athlete and the person I am so they definitely inspire me so much.
6: That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month.
0: Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. Christian and King.
3: One game? Yeah, one game was ridiculous. One? It was ridiculous. You got ripped when you gave Ray Rice two. Two. You're going to give this guy one? Yeah, no, it's just, and this this guy's really bad. Josh Brown's ex-wife pulled police of over 20 physically violent instances. Police were called on multiple occasions to the Browns' residence in Washington State, St. Louis, and New Jersey over the years. Three states, come on.
0: Weekdays, noon to three on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com.
6: Map out an adventure your whole family will always remember. Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure. Journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Fly off to
3: Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian. And trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf from Disney's Frozen. The journey
0: begins in your hometown. Playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester. Tickets are on sale now. Visit DisneyOnIce.com today.
6: Are you tired of that same old hairstyle? Do you find yourself pacing up and down the hair care aisle looking for that right look? Now is the time to let Fausto from Manchester give you that new look. Fausto will transform your look from the same old same to show stopping in one visit. Call or text Fausto today at 603-674-7255. That's 603-674-7255. Call now before
1: the holidays pass you by.
0: Make sure you check out our half-off deals on ESPNNHradio.com.
5: That was a place, and the name of the place escapes, man. What I can't remember, here, here, could be I can't remember, could be I just not It's like a the storm, trying to find the puppy a girl And I don't know her name either, she gave me love And I said I'd never leave her, if I did I'd come back someday and find her Maybe I will, I should never down a reminder one day Oh, I can
1: feel it now, Sully. The Boston's man. They're, that that song, their horn section, that's the best one.
7: Oh yeah, it's definitely that's the that's the, it's the base of the tune. That's the definition of it. It's, the, it's so awesome. When I think of horn horn lines, they come they come to mind to me. Really, yeah, because I'm I'm big I on my horns. I love that background. Dun, dun. You you know you, dun, dun, dun. you gotta know your horns dun, dun, dun. and they're up there for me. So yep, they have gotta be yep. up there for me. As, stretch
1: run, ESPN, New Hampshire. Final show of 2016 here, and I am off to the Boston's afterwards. Uh, I want to send that one out. I will be seeing her tonight. I know she's listening, and uh, looking forward to seeing her and her brother, Chris, Karen O'Donohue. Miss you, and I will see you very shortly someday, I suppose. There we go. (laughs) Or maybe in... In a few hours, yeah. I suppose. Well well played. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That one's for Karen. And uh, for all you Boston fans out there, if you are going to the show tonight, you're listening, hunt me down. Find me. I will be standing on the side of the stage. I'm thinking right behind the horn section. So that's where you'll find me. Nice. I want to thank Dickie Barrett, lead singer, and my good friend George Benzie for hooking those passes up. Uh George is uh, Dickie's cousin, so uh, it's pretty cool. Nice, and we ironically uh, went to high school together. Oh, cool! All right, but I never knew all these years that George <laughs> and Dickie were cousins until like later on, like after college or something. We we bumped into each other, yeah, and yeah. then I always I knew he loved the Boston's, but it never I, they, I don't know why. He probably told me it just it never didn't connected. Connect, yeah, never it, connected. it's his cousin. And uh they're both from Norwood Mass and so uh they will all be there tonight. So looking forward to seeing them. It's been a great show. I've had a good time and and, and Sully, I got to say you know uh th- this show is not what it is without you, my friend. Oh, I appreciate that. And it's that. been good getting to know you as a colleague
7: that. and a friend in 2016. So uh Same to you, Murph. I mean yeah, my whole I'm my year was uh I mean coming on board here was pretty much the peak of my year you know it's I went through a whole transition this year and I went to CSB earlier this year and I went going you know not really knowing what I was getting into you know I, I kind of had an idea of what I, I wanted to do but I didn't exactly have a direction went through that I loved it and then bumped into Pete ran into you and all of a sudden the connections are made and yeah. it's been one of the, the better years definitely yeah. so far so I think
1: I think we work good as a team and I'm psyched to have you on board and uh I, you know I, I'll tell you you're doing what you want to do.
7: Yeah, I love it. It's, then,
1: I get paid, and, I and what I like, about what, but it, what but I thing, like about you, know? you is you seem to have in perspective that it's not always going to be easy.
7: Oh no, no. it's <laughs> it, it's
1: the majority of time going to pay.
7: Yeah, oh yeah, bad. Yeah, it is what it is. But I I enjoy what I'm doing. That's the but if the you thing can is, do it, you can make a living exactly, you can, and exactly.
1: you're happy. That's exactly. what counts. And I, I say that to all you aspiring journalists or broadcasters of or what have you out there. Uh, that want to get into sports media and do it, you know. But just just realize you don't get in. It's, it's very rare. One out of a hundred percent get in and just all of a sudden they're millionaires right away. Oh god,
7: yeah, yeah. No, it's like you know, that way. doesn't happen that way. I mean, it get was, a second job. I mean, it was, <laughs> it, it, was, it was it was just you know circumstantial that I met Pete. I mean, it was what I say. It was my best friend's mom. I literally my best friend's mom at an event that Pete was at and saw that he went to CSB and said, oh. My buddies, you know, we we know somebody who went there, and Pete signed the the, the pamphlet, and all of a sudden I was I was here, yep. and it's like that doesn't happen. That was just a a weird situation, weird circumstance. Yeah. And If that doesn't happen, you know, it, it, things just happen that way. Exactly. And, and I'm. I'm so happy Everything it happened that, for a reason, but you know, I'm so happy it happened that way, and I've, it's been it's been the best it is you know? and I
1: also want to thank uh Tom Moynihan and Diane Lily absolutely and, uh, and Pete Shepard for when he was here and, and Tim for his help and Nick Anastas and the and whole crew and Laura <laughs> and Pete Terrier uh, I wish all of you um and our intern here Alex too Alex too we want to thank him as well. he's doing a great job, a great new addition to the stretcher on here of course psyched. He does a great job cutting things up very quickly. Very quickly. quickly. <laughs> very fast. So we can use him in the same show. Of course. Which saves you a lot of work. So it's uh, it's good stuff. I want to thank everybody. It's been a uh, a great end to the year being on here. And what we did, well, favorite
7: sports moment? 2016? Definitely the poppy walk-off. Poppy wa- and the walk-off as in leaving his last game. His final game. One of the Walking most, off the, when he came back yeah, out. Came and back walked, and yeah. walked. That was the most emotional moment. You know, that that's my guy. You know, and I always say it in my family, I have eight nieces and nephews under the age of nine. For them to have Big Poppy be their guy, that was when I was nine years old. That was my idol. To see his career from there until now, I'm 22 years old, and my nephews, and that's still their guy. That's still their idol. That's amazing to me. Yeah, I just watch. I just watch my. i put that in there. I'll my put guy walk off. You know, I'll that put was that in there as
1: mine. I'll agree with you. And my close second, the Patriots beating the
7: Donkeys. <laughs> you gotta love that. Gotta love that. <laughs>
1: It's, it's like got a Super Bowl to me. It's got
7: to be up there. You've so gotta, there we go, those Donkeys.
1: We put a little highlight reel of some great moments here in Boston sports in 2016 to Old Lang Syne. So enjoy. Happy New Year. Good health. Good fortune. And love your family. Have a good one.
7: David now walks off the pitching rubber and he's heading toward the dugout going across the foul line being
0: mobbed by media here an amazing scene at Fenway
2: David again takes off his cap waves to the crowd behind the Red Sox dugout stops now down the dugout steps toward the clubhouse
3: this is a mess. Daniel Sedin walks in. Saved by Rask.
6: Tom Brady taking a knee. And now it's sitting in. I think everyone on his team starting to realize. And look at the congratulations in the huddle. They all wanted this one very badly for him as well. And it's a neat scene here in New England. The
0: most wins ever for an NFL quarterback. 2-0-1. For 12. Good job by Holter. Kicked off by Bradley ahead to Isaiah. Whoa. Yes, and found
3: the little guy. What a play! Isaiah gets it back. Oh, nice hesitation move there. And
4: score
0: the bucket.
3: Red Sox trailing five to one, and Poppy gets in. And the big right-hander, Ben delivers. Swinging a high deep drive the right field. That one's
0: called to the right. Hunter on the move, racing back. It's over his head. it ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most
5: beautiful thing I ever seen.
0: Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. (laughs) Visit ESPNNHradio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire.
4: Woo!
0: We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com.
3: Hi, it's Andy and Snow Country, brought to you by Northeast Delta Dental, offering dental insurance plans to individuals, families, and businesses of all sizes in Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Visit anydelta.com. It's a busy holiday week at the slopes, with many mountains skiing anywhere from 20 to 40 miles of trails. Daytime temperatures this week are pretty comfortable, and forecasters are keeping an eye on a nor'easter that could roll through Thursday into Friday that could bring a big powder dump to many mountains. For Mount Sotheby, now 38 trails.